Do you finish Project? No, I, the last episode I watched was the Free Churro episode. Oh. Which I liked, but also didn't like. Yeah, this this season of BoJack, there's it's not there's not like a, a overall theme to it, right? It's just like day in the life stuff. Yeah, yeah, like there's not like a main overarching because it's like the different characters end up because the first season obviously all the characters have to be on the same storyline because it's like you don't really know anything about the other people you only know stuff about BoJack really so then it's like everything stays on one main storyline but then as the characters like are flushed out, they like have their own independent storylines. And there's always like every season, there's a Todd episode that I fucking hate. You know what I mean? Like in the second season, is that one about the chickens? Yeah. And I was just like, this is so needless. It's like, but they feel like they have to have a Todd episode. Todd and there's always a episode. Yeah. And then there's always a princess Carolyn episode, which is generally actually really good. Yeah. I generally like those ones a lot, um, but they're such a bummer. Uh, but yeah, this season I kind of just, I don't know. It's all right, but like I think this should be the last season. Like we should just call it while it's still all great as opposed to like, you know, we're going to make more Avengers movies until like n- nothing fucking matters anymore. I don't know. I feel like this episode, this season was like uh you know, like everything seems fine until everything crashes and burns again. Right. So I think things were just getting built up. Right. And can I say you've never looked more like a director? Oh, really? I think that like the shirt or something is really like you look exactly what I imagine a director looks like. Uh, that's what I was going for. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good to know. I need to uh, keep that in mind. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. I'll really put that good. in my wardrobe journal. <laughs> this is my token director outfit. Here's my director outfit. Yeah. And then now you just need to say things like, yeah, go ahead and go in on that. Yeah. 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 Or I don't know. I don't know. What are director terms? That That's, 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 that's no, about it. Yeah. Go in on that. Can we do that again? But like this time more. Yeah, that's been, that's uh, that's good. That gets said a lot. Yeah, I do the same thing but different. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot at work too. Oh really? Yeah. How's work treating you? It's good. I've just got it so dialed in at this point that it's like not. Like I don't. You're just going through the motions. Yeah, it's just kind of like, it's just something I also do. You know uh, what I mean? And I don't know. It's We just wrapped up quarter three. Oh, wow. Because now I operate in quarters. That's your seventh quarter there? <laughs> no, my third. Oh, I thought, is it this? Oh, you're, this, you've only been there for a year? Yeah. E. I know. It feels like an eternity. It feels like an eternity. But, um,. No, it's going good. It's just like, it's just kind of, I've lost kind of the drive to like, you know, really like I'm a hustler. I ask questions, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Because it's just like, I've realized it kind of like in a large company like that, things have to move slower and you have to have very well-defined roles because otherwise, basically it's like, it's kind of like, um, oh my God, that reminds me, I have to, it's kind of like how, uh, movies are made for like the lowest common denominator most of them okay you know because you can't have something that's too complex that people would be like i don't get it what happened you know so it's kind of the same thing you have to have a very you have to have in a large company like one that's publicly traded and shit like that you have to have very well-defined roles because otherwise people will get too lost in like what they're responsible for and what they're not responsible for you know what I mean? But that's, like, not really the workflow that I go for because I like to always be doing shit. 
and like get mixed up in it. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like I can just predictably show up every day and then I leave every day at my eight hour mark. And, you know, my need for overtime is gone because it's like I just don't I can get it done every single time. Okay. So it's it's nice and it's predictability, but like that's not really kind of the my preferred workflow. Is it? Are you at the point where you can go to work and then everything's at, uh, involved with work stays at work? For the most part, you don't take it home with you. Mm, yeah, every now and then I do, just because it's like some things happen. Like we have to do this process called RFP. I think I already talked about this. Maybe I don't know. Um, where it's like we have to have a bid in that goes to like a city council because these aren't just like personally allocated funds like it's the city's it's funds. The city yeah so we have to like have this proposal that has to go to city council so it has to be submitted by a certain date meet all these requirements and stuff and every now and then i just get stressed just because the like reps and managers change what they want to do like the day of that we're supposed to submit and it's like you guys are fucking idiots like i had to bring this to your attention two weeks ago so we could try and get like an advanced jump on this and nobody gives a shit no yeah so but yeah, for the most part, it's like work stuff stays at work now, which is good. It's very nice. But it's really cutting out of my reading time. Oh, no. Have you, so you haven't been, uh, you've been like so behind on your third reading of principles? <laughs> You're only 3,000 pages in? Yeah, I've, I, I, haven't, I haven't reread pages. principles. Like now you know what you're, you're like. If I, the next gift giving holiday we have, probably Christmas, uh, you're getting principles. Just letting you know oh, great. ahead of time. Okay. I, right. I want to report on my desk by Monday. Oh, Monday's coming up quick. Monday's coming up quick, my friend. That's a lot of ground to cover. No, like, I, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I read other shit, but I, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of like before I was trying to figure out how within the system I could, you know, like, like uh, I'm like Barack Obama. Okay. <laughs> it's like he was trying to figure out how within the system, you know, like hope and change and all that kind of, all the stuff he like ran on basically until you learn what we learned from that presidency is that ultimately there are limits to what the presidency is and what you actually do and, you know, what can you actually really hope for and what can you actually really change. Right. So it's just kind of, I'm kind of like at that point, it sounds more depressing than it is. I can guarantee you like I'm not like, you know, super miserable or anything like that. It's just like, I've just kind of realized like, because um, it was proposed to me that I become the new team leader and, you know, whatever. And I assume that comes with a promotion with a raise. But I was just kind of like, ah, mm, it's not really a whole lot for me there, you know? It's just your same job, but with the new pin on? Yeah. Yeah. A new lapel pin. No, I mean, I guess what they're doing is they're, like, taking – and that's the thing. It's, like, too difficult to explain what these teams do. Because, like, I could, but it would take too long, and it's, like – dumb but basically <laughs> my boss is taking he manages like four teams at the moment because he's stretched really thin okay and so he's gonna take two of those teams and merge them together into one like i forget but he used buzzwords like strategic task force or some bullshit like that right and uh and he asked me if i'd be interested in like being their boss like oh. you know, whatever but it's just like sounds like a schlep for something that like honestly i'm not really that interested in uh-huh you know, like it's like, yeah, it's good for the resume and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I don't know. It's like what what end goal of mine would be accomplished by doing that? I'm not really sure. Do you know your end goal? No, but I also know it's easier to know what's not in your end goal than to know like precisely what is your end goal. It's like when we were talking about business models, uh -huh. it's a constantly evolving thing. Yeah. 
and because of its constantly evolving nature, it's hard to pin down exactly what it is, but it's also, um, fluid. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's hard to pin down exactly what it is, but it also like, you can kind of like figure out like the, the constraints of it ebb and flow. Like for instance, um, I found this, um, management consulting firm in Seattle. And they're like one of the most popular of all these awards and like all that kind of stuff. And I saw that they're like one of their kind of more uh, junior positions is like an analyst and whatever. And it's like, I have everything that they want mm-hmm. in terms of experience. So it's like, aha, like, okay, so I am on the right track because it's like, imagine like looking at a posting for a job, like this is the kind of career you want to go into. Right. And it's like, oh, you need to learn UI UX design. You need to have this many years of experience in this and it's like a programming language and you're like fuck i don't know that i should probably learn that you know so it's good to know that at least on the stuff like the certain requirements that they have for like this uh consulting firm that i'm like kind of on the right track yeah like in some ways well that's good yeah so that was that was kind of good that's good you're looking for positives yeah i uh i feel like i've become more positive as opposed to negative i don't know uh I like do dumb shit all the time. Like I meditate every day now and I kind of work hard. And but it's all helping. Yeah. I like realize that it, it's not actually cause I'm, I'm such a cynic cynic. I don't know. I'm very cynical. I don't think cynic's a word. I think it is. All right. C Y N I C. Yeah. Continue with what your, your thought process. <laughs> um, but I'm usually such a cynic that it's just like I hear people talk about like, oh, meditation is so good for you and chakras and like whatever. And it's like at that point, I'm definitely out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, but what it did teach me is, you know, because it's like all your the assumption is that you're sitting there and you have to be like empty minded or like thinking of nothing. But that's impossible. But it's not really about thinking about nothing. It's about just focusing on your breathing or then thinking about nothing or then, you know, whatever. And then each time your mind strays to thinking about shit like, oh, fuck work or, you know, goddamn Janine and HR, that fucking bitch, you know, like whatever. Um, then uh, then you just have to be like, oh note like look at what you're thinking switch it back uh-huh. and that's a rep that's a that's a that's one rep in like the constant exercise of learning how to like modulate your attention and learning to understand like where you're putting your attention all that kind of stuff so it's not that i've actually become more positive or anything i've just i've like i've started to be able to tell when i'm going down some like big negative spiral and that's the night you end up sleeping in a chair <laughs> yeah I don't know why I told you about that because at your most extreme Hulk Hulk mania. Yeah, I was I was going full Hulkamania at that point. Did you? Uh, not to, not that I want to talk about politics. Mm. Did you watch that hearing that happened? Yeah. Uh, there was one part in there that reminded me of you. Oh, that is the worst thing you could say. It's when uh, Doctor Ford was. Uh, she asked, um, how do you uh, make memories, basically? Mm-hmm. And she gave a very scientific exclamation, uh, explanation. Yeah. That was pretty hilarious. Yeah, and then they're like, uh, okay, have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a complex... The, the only reason that this is a complex case at all is because we have an understanding that memory is very fallible and very influenceable. Uh-huh. You can... It's very... But we don't, it's like, we know enough to know that, 
but we don't know enough because it's like imagine if we had some sort of future tech like uh do you watch black mirror i guess i have okay do you remember the episode it was in the most recent season i think it was the most like brutal episode that there's ever been where oh with that lady in the everybody's memories are recorded yes and she's trying to find that one guy that might have seen her yes yeah 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 so it's like we know enough about memory to be like oh yeah sometimes memory doesn't work but it's like that's such a blanket statement and over right. something and this is over something that's so specific too mm-hmm. that but it's like we don't know enough about memory to be able to prove anything and that's the frustrating part about it just from a scientific standpoint yeah and there, i mean there's a whole lot of other frustrating things lots of lots of but but like like you said but you know for levity's sake like we won't we won't get into it but it's also like god damn it mm-hmm. all that neuroscience was hilarious oh yeah neuroscience is hilarious yeah definitely so what's been going on with you i um if people haven't seen your new uh trailer they should definitely go watch that both trailers are out on the internet yeah good cop mom cop and downshift Downshift. so here's the weird thing okay um so i i haven't actually seen either of them okay i like the, when I read the script for Good Cop, Mom Cop, I liked the script for Good Cop, Mom Cop better than Downshift. But in terms of trailers, I like the trailer for Downshift better. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, the trailer for Good Cop, Mom Cop is definitely very uh, genre-specific. Yeah. And it's not really uh, dramatic at all. No, yeah, yeah. But it's like uh, gives you the gist of what's, what you're going to get when you watch that. Well, genre-specific is actually a really good way of putting that. Because it's like, I know exactly what type of movie it is. Well, yeah. Like, I kind of I get the idea really firmly. Whereas Downshift is a little more mercurial. I'm kind of like, I don't actually... Like, I get it, but I don't actually know what kind of movie I'm walking into. Right. But I just... I really like the way you, like, organize the dialogue for... Because it, it really sets the tone for for like what you're going to be watching i don't know what that movie looks like what do you mean well i haven't seen an edit of it yet oh shit so uh we're coming up pretty close hopefully to the murder mystery night yeah when's the date again uh hopefully november 16th november 16th but the venue will not give me a friggin date Uh uh-oh it's driving me nuts this is at the rialto at the rialto okay so hopefully it's the 16th okay you have to do it before december because in december i'm going to india for like a week and a half why I'm kidding. Yeah. I know I mean, you're half Indian. I mean, I don't, it's like, I kind of want to go because it's like, it's like, I'm such a dick because I'm looking at gift horse in the mouth. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Where it's like, I've been to India so many times that I'm actually kind of bored of it. Whereas most people don't even get to go in their lifetime. You That's how I, I mean? am about uh, Alaska. Everyone's like, oh, I want to go to Alaska. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care about Alaska. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, uh, it's just a, go a during schlep. the summer. Yeah. Take a cruise. It's, you, you'll get sick of it fast. Are you into cruises? Uh, kind of. Not really. I've, I've never been on one, but they sound horrendous. Yeah, you're like stuck on a boat for a week. Yeah, and it's like, I get it. They're large enough to the point where it's like, well, it's not really like being on a boat. But, I mean, I just don't want to. It was. Uh, I've only been on one cruise, and we went to Cozumel, Mexico. Mm-hmm. I went with some friends from high school, and it was for five days. Mm-hmm. And it was maybe seven days and it was you you're on a boat for four days down there and then you're uh hanging out in Cozumel for a day and then you come back in like a day like why it takes so long to get down there as opposed to coming back it was really bizarre <laughs> but it was nice just to kind of like 
I have nothing to do today. I'm going to sit on this chair and read. Yeah, my, that my is phone cool. doesn't work. There's no internet, you know. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that I am kind of looking for. So I'm going to India for uh, one of my cousin's wedding. Okay. So it's like we're there for an event, but because everyone's going to be so um, like busy and like doing shit, it means that I won't really be doing shit. But I also won't have internet. I won't have you know ever. It's like work literally cannot get in contact with me if they'd like to, uh-huh. or at least I'm definitely going to put that in there. Like they're going to be aware of that, regardless if it's true or not, right? Because they've got plenty of Wi-Fi in India now, I'm sure. Um, All those call centers, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but so there's that where it's like, okay, you know what? I can really just enjoy my time just to like, because that's also going to be at the end of the year, and I was I really wanted to read. They said something about like CEOs read sixty books a year, you know. So I was like, fuck, I want to do that, and it's like, it just didn't happen. Like, I didn't set the pace quick enough uh-huh. from the get-go. So it's like that kind of really motherfucked me. But um, Just find a bunch of really short books. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, and then I realized that that statistic was based on the fact that the the CEOs read executive summaries, which are basically like cliff notes, but for business people. And also, I was like, that's some bullshit. That's over a book a week. I mean. Yeah. No, it is. How? how? Yeah, I don't really. It's like, well, you know, um. I don't know how much time my CEO spends reading the office. Okay. So it's like, I feel like that frees up a lot of time to read. It's like he was heading up something. We're like designing a new office and he actually like, he's super into star Wars. He bought the rights to like have a certain like set kind of thing. Like oh my God. Like, yeah. And then I was like, okay. We is that where this- your new office is going to be? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and so, it's kind of like we have this thing like hashtag be scrappy, like, oh, travel expenses. Everyone, you know, we got to keep our margin low, whatever. It's like, and then we're fucking pissing away money on this. I'm like, it's going to be really hard for you guys not to justify why I'm not getting a whopping raise. Like, explain that to me. <laughs> you know, like I, but anyways. So you're, uh, is your whole family going or is it just you and? No, me, my mom, my dad, my sister. So, yeah, my whole family. I don't know why I said I feel like I need, needed to explain that. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it'll, it'll be good. We haven't done, like, a family trip in a long time, and I'm curious to see if it's anything like our old family trips went, which was, like, not a good time. But it's, like, we're all adults now. It probably will be, like... Are you going to have, like, solid brother-sister time where you go ride elephants together? <laughs> I don't know. I have ridden an elephant once. Um, it's just sad. Yeah. More than anything else. <laughs> Riding a camel was, like, not sad because they're, like, idiots. Like, they're just morons. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas elephants, it's like they have this kind of weird understanding, you know? And it just is uh, disturbing. Uh, no, it'll be good. The only thing that I, I don't really like, I hate what when we're actually in travel, like, when we are, or rather, how should I put this? When we're in country or when we're where our destination is, everything's fine with my family. The part that sucks is the, yeah, the travel part. Getting there because oh my god, it's like my parents have this weird thing where anytime they're within five miles of an airport, they turn into the biggest assholes. They just are panicking about everything. Like, oh my god, are we on time? And, oh, we need to get this. And like, do I have a bottle of water? Where's my passport? Like, and then they like are going through their whole bags. And it's like I'm kind of just a single bag type of guy. I've got the clothes I need. I've got my passport. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and they just. It's just such a big thing with them. It's so frustrating. Yeah. I find that every time I go to an airport, that's everyone's like on edge. 
yeah. It's like, it's like, calm down. Like we know we have to stand in line for security. Yeah. It's like, calm down. Yeah. And, and for me, you know, um, or that, or when everyone like rushes to stand up as soon as the plane lands. Yeah. God oh, damn it. It's, it's kind of like why I know that like our subways and like when you saw, I think it was like Chinese subways or something like they're just like piling in and out. Like the people who are coming onto it are getting on at the same time as people getting off. It's like, come on, we live to quote George Costanza. We live in a society. Okay. Like we know how this fucking works. Okay. Calm it down. Like meanwhile, the Japanese, like, Oh, everyone gets off of the bullet train and then everyone gets on the bullet train and it all just kind of works. And that's how it's supposed to go. It's like, it's like a clock or like a watch, you know, it's like these gears turn at the same time such that this can go in and out and whatever. And it all has to function simultaneously while doing Uh different operations. And it's like people at airports just don't fucking get it, you know? And I think airports are the only reason Cinnabons are still uh, in existence. Also Cinnabons are delicious. What? It's just too much. I can't handle it. All right. It. We'll save that for the next episode. Yeah. But I finished. Okay. Good cop. Mom cop is 100% picture locked. What does picture locked mean? That no more edits are going to happen to it. We're not going to add any more clips. We're not going to move dialogue around. We're okay. not going to move the pictures around. Uh-huh. But now we can go in and we can color correct it and we can fix all the dialogue and audio issues that might be there. Oh, I see. So ne- so it's like the the film so to speak is done like, yep that's that's it is what it is and now it's just like you know color Everything, stuff and making sure the audio tracks well and that's ba- you're, you're like right now the uh composer can time out where he needs to put music oh sweet and start writing music and then we just drop it got in a composer kind of kind of he did the mummy is it, movie is it Jaime? no it's all the, it's, <laughs> it's the guy that did the music for the mummy movie oh, okay cool so Oh god damn it! I I it seriously bums me out so much. What happened with the band? How they the, broke up? Yeah, because it was like that was so perfect. Like the music for the Mummy movie, it all it all came together like in such a. I still have. Uh, I can still use the music. Oh really? Yeah. You can. It's like rights in perpetuity or what? I uh, ran into a guy that was in the band. He works at a mod pizza. <laughs> Roger that. He's a manager. Ooh. And. Uh, after giving me a little fifteen uh, percent off, he said, "You can use the music, yeah, sure. Like I'll sign whatever you need me to sign." Oh my god! So awesome! I'm pretty excited about that. That's that's fucking great. But I just gotta sit down and finish that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And rough. Upload that. Apparently, it's like a four day upload process. Holy shit! And uh, I'm nervous about it because I paid for this aggregator, but that was almost a year ago. What's an aggregator? Aggregator is the guy that's gonna help me get it on iTunes and Amazon for okay. one flat fee. Okay. And kind of be my uh, salesman for it, my uh, middleman, my uh-huh. quality control. Yeah, yeah. That's like, hey, use this, put up this movie instead of me going straight to iTunes. Hmm. And uh, I've just been twiddling my thumbs with it. <laughs> I just need to sit down and finish it and upload it. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, but everything shot for the murder mystery night. Excellent. Uh, I'm almost uh, almost starting to write the play. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, so is the live component still happening or not? It just it sounds like just so much to manage. And uh, yeah, in like six weeks. It's kind of crazy. Oh, fuck. So uh, seven weeks, I think technically it's seven weeks. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully I can get this play written in the next two or three days, get it to some theater people to read it and see if it's doable, and then <laughs> uh, rewrite it, and then hopefully start casting that and putting, it, putting that together. Yeah. But the weird part is going to be the downshift edit edit 
Why? Because it's going to be, it's in such, we shot Good Cop, Mom Cop in April uh-huh. and it's November. That's uh, <laughs> like four months of yeah. editing, basically. Yeah. Four, four or five months of editing. Right. We shot Downshift at the end of July. Oh, yeah. Beginning of August, maybe. So August, September, October. So like you're really on kind of deadline with that. Yeah. And like it, nothing's been touched with it. The uh, girl that's supposed yeah. to do the assembly edit has not had a chance to do any assembly. Uh-huh. And so hopefully that'll get done. Yeah. Soon. Damn. So it's uh, it's, it's down to the wire. You should just uh, keep watching Entourage. Keep watching Entourage. That'll that'll keep you above water. It's like there's always so many hangups in movies and stuff like that. And this kind of makes me understand why. Because it's like there's so many different parts and like so many different people are doing so many different things. And on this level, everybody's kind of working for free. Right. And so it's like you can't be, you got to do this now. Yeah. It's got to be done in th- 36 hours. Yeah. It's like, no, it's oh, you 36 hours. You're not done with that yet? Okay, cool. Maybe next week we can talk about it. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, okay. oh, All right, I'll talk week? to you later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, maybe. Uh... Yeah, so. Hmm. Well, I mean. It's. It sounds like a lot. There's a lot left to do, but there's also a lot that got done. Yeah, a so lot it's, got it's done. Kind of. A, you're at a nice. You know, just enough to make you sweat and really pay attention to it, and like put your best foot forward, but not that it's unaccomplishable. I think once the play is written, like that's like the thing that's looming over me now. And yeah. I like to leave things to last minute. I feel like I work best <laughs> under pressure. That, that's like, uh, that reminds me of a Calvin and Hobbes cartoon where he's like, there's nothing like the last minute pressure to really like make you do a great essay. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to, uh, I need four weeks with theater actors to get the stage part done. Uh huh. Cause it's only going to be like a 20 minute play. And, Sounds uh, like a long time. Uh, apparently for theater people, this is like, oh, that's nothing. So they'll do a three-hour play, you know, and they'll they'll take a, f- a couple months to figure out a three-hour play. Yeah. So it's not that big of a deal. So one month to figure out a 20-minute, that should be doable if they're like, if that's a normal rate. Right. You know? Yeah. Okay. okay. So uh, so optimistically, mid-November. Mid-November, we're having a murder mystery night. Roger that. Sweet, dude. I wanted it before Thanksgiving. Yeah. that's. That, I feel like everything just gets like, like nobody's going to be anywhere. After Thanksgiving. But uh, but like uh, Jaime and Becca are fighting for the first week of December. Why? Because nothing is happening at the theater the first week of December. Uh-huh. And it's before the holidays happen. And I'm like, no, that's like. Maybe if you were like Shane Black. Yeah. But I feel like Christmas is not your like. Not only do I think Christmas time. Yeah. Are you a, are you a Grinch? I'm not a Grinch. I think I, think I like Christmas. <laughs> okay. I just don't like. I I worked retail for a while at the Barnes and Nobles, in the cafe. How crazy is it that you work at a pl- or you worked at a place that like basically doesn't exist anymore? It does exist here. There's still two in town. Yeah, in Tucson. How many Barnes and Nobles are like anywhere else? I have no idea. I haven't looked at that up. I haven't looked that up in a while. There's like one in Phoenix. Really? But that explains a lot. I feel like Phoenix people read less than Tucson people. Mm-hmm. But uh, working that holiday grind, man. Yeah. It was terrible. God damn it. Being the only coffee shop in the mall, <laughs> there's always a line at the Barnes & Noble Cafe. Hated it. Yeah, serving and bartending during the holidays is no fucking fun. Mm-hmm. People are pretty generous during that time, some of them. Sometimes. Sometimes. 
a lot of people are also total dicks. Well, those are the holidays, though. Yeah, those are those are the holidays. That's just how it is. Um, this is it's probably too soon to say, given that there's like a whole lot that you're doing now. But have you thought about like what's next for Chris Scott? People have been asking me that a lot, and I think this is, uh, I think phase one in the next step. If that makes any sense. This is phase one of the next step. Right. So like, I feel like the last step I took was making Eddie Mummy. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a big step, but then nothing really came of it because I didn't really play the game right. Yeah. So now it's like, what do I want to do? If I were to give this one more go, how would I approach this differently? Right. And so that's what this whole night is. It's a night of the next step. Mm-hmm. It's phase one. It's like, these are my ideas for the next movie I want to make. Yeah. They're these two movies. Here are short versions of them. So you get the gist of it. Mm-hmm. So you get a visual representation. And it's just trying to figure out how to turn that into a feature film. Yeah. So hopefully that's, that will happen after this night. Yeah. I kind of like, I thought that I wanted to do something like different. Like there are all these opportunities for these weird, kind of like 10 West, but like in different sort of avenues. And I was like, I should just start taking speaking engagements. Like that should just be my next my next thing. I'll that's just your like, next thing. Yeah, that's just that'll that'll just be my next thing. You just you're gonna go you're gonna go around giving talks, giving talks. That's pretty cool. Ten West is coming up. It is. Should we go? I don't know. There was like a a, a director speaking at one of the Ten West events. Was it Spike Lee? No, it's a lady that directed uh, Lords of Dogtown. Oh yeah, that skateboarding movie. And uh, she directed something else. What was it? Oh, my God. That reminds me. Did you see this movie called White Boy Rick? Not yet. Don't. Okay. It legitimately, A, uh, so not only was it just a bad movie, which it is. She directed a Twilight. The first Twilight. Oh. Interesting. Um, No, it's a fucking god-awful movie. Like, Let's uh, and that's the thing. I'm generally pretty biased towards liking Matthew McConaughey. I like him in a lot of shit these days. Okay, you know, um, was he the best part of the movie or the worst part of the movie? Uh, I don't even know what the best part of the movie would be. I guess the best part of the movie is that it's um, really short. No, because you. I kept thinking, like, when is this going to be over? But then, because it's only two hours. It's, like, almost exactly two hours. Okay. So it's just, like, a standard movie, right? But that should let you know how bad it was. That I, like, kept thinking, like, when is this going to be over? And then when I saw, like, there was an obvious shift into, like, third act. And I was like, fuck, there's a third act on this? Like, god damn it. Yeah, this is fresh in my mind because I watched it last night. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. And I legitimately, like... I'm not a guy who, like, wants his money back or whatever, but I was like, okay, we better validate parking because we have to, like, park in a garage in Phoenix. It sucks. Wow. Yeah. And I was just like, we better validate parking because I'm not paying for parking on top of the movie ticket prices. Like, not for that. Fuck that. The best part of the movie is probably, like, it, it is very location because it's, like, about Detroit in, like, the 80s. The locations make it, like, really hit home, like, how much of a shithole that place is okay you know what i mean it's like you actually you're like oh god you're like recoiling when it's like someone's house you know and you're just like oh jesus like how can anyone live in these conditions you know 
Oh, and there's this like really gratuitous scene where this girl is like uh, Matthew McConaughey's, um, you know, spoiler alert, but this isn't really actually a key component for the story at all, if you could even call it that. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's so disjointed and like nothing, there are no consequences to anything. So then when the big like thing happens, Uh because I guess it's based on a true story, right? when the big thing happens, it's like you don't even care. Like I did not, you know, and then the ending is like you hear the actual guy talk about it. And it's like, I don't give a fuck because like this whole thing is just ludicrous. And, but there's this really gratuitous scene where um, the titular character, white boy Rick, his sister is like, they have to like detox her off of like, I don't know. Uh, Drugs. Yeah, whatever dope is. Because it's like, I, I was never really clear because I thought dope always meant pot, but it's not. I no. think it's like heroin. Yeah. Right? Okay, well, they they have to get her off the shit. And there's, like, a long scene where it's, like, she's just, like, picking at stuff. And, like, she's uncomfortable and screaming and, like, you know, whatever. And I was just, like, God. You know, whatever. But it's, like, and I know what they were trying to do. They're trying to make, like, this is real, raw, powerful. And it's just, like, you don't have any connection to these characters because you don't give a shit. It was, like, there was nothing ever constructed. Um, you kind of feel for Matthew. Like, Matthew McConaughey is probably the second best part of the movie. The first part being, like, the scenery. Cause it's, okay. Like, you know, that really, like, drove it home. But other than that, there's, like, not really much of a story to... It's kind of like, um... Did you see The Greatest Showman? I did. Okay. So, Tori was watching it, and uh, after I got over, like... Hugh Jackman can sing? Man, can he fucking <laughs> sing, though, right? Uh-huh. But, no, besides that, it's like, there actually really wasn't a story no. to The Greatest Showman. It was kind of more of, like, an exhibition of, like, I would call it that. It's an exhibition of, like how you can make a musical movie or like look at these songs and look at these like set pieces. Mm -hmm. But there really wasn't a story. Nothing. There was no building of anything and everything just immediately got resolved. Right. That's kind of how this movie is too. There's no real story. Nothing, you know, like one minute he's getting in with these people, then he's like selling drugs and then like things get resolved and then something happens bad and then things get resolved. Like there was no build of anything at all. And so because of that, then there's like something that happens at the end that like is supposed to really like, like make you feel stuff and it makes you feel nothing. Mm -hmm. And the movie just, and there are parts of it where, um, Oh, I was getting Darren Aronofsky and David Finch mixed up, mixed up. Fincher. Fincher. Which one's the one who did um, the social network? David uh, Fincher. Fincher. Okay. So he, uh, I forget if it was lessons from the story or, or lessons from the screenplay or if it was the nerd writer, but one of them did, a, I think it was the nerd writer. One of them did an episode about how um, David Fincher uses like crafty camera work to kind of like mess with you, like in terms of perspective. But David Fincher also makes people do things a thousand times. Oh, really? Yeah. Like each take. That would be frustrating as hell. Yeah. But, like, I feel like that's what... Because this was Darren Aronofsky, and I'm not really familiar with what his other stuff Wait, is. Wait, Aronofsky directed this movie? Yeah. And it was fucking dog shit. I think you're... I don't think that's true. Uh, I'm pretty sure. It was directed by a Jan de Demange. He's French. That oh. makes sense. Yeah, I don't see any other American films on here. Oh, Okay. Then, then maybe I could have sworn I saw Aronofsky's name in the credits. So maybe he did something else. Mm-hmm. Like he was a producer of some kind or something. But I might be wrong. I was, I was, yep, re- he was a producer. Okay. I was really trying to get out of the theater. So <laughs> I, I might have totally misread that. You know but, what trailer I saw recently that I'm really excited about? What's that? And I want you to try and guess. 
Um, bad times at the El Royale or whatever. No, oh, um, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna come out of nowhere. It's like gonna, it's gonna make you crap your pants, like the Cinnabon statement, <laughs> or uh, or the McKinley photo shoot. Or the McKinley photo shoot. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think. There was like two trailers that I saw last night at the movies that I... It wouldn't, it wouldn't be before Okay. White Boy Rick. Uh, I don't know. What? Bumblebee. What? Have you seen the new trailer for Bumblebee? What is Bumblebee? A Transformer. Oh, Jesus. That new Transformer movie looks amazing. Get the fuck out of here. It looks so good. Those movies are all so bad. This one has no Michael Bay involvement at all. Really? Yeah. So how do you get the rights to... Bumblebee. He just let it go. Oh. And now other people are they're still making Transformer movies. Huh. But it's set in the 80s. Okay. So it's the original Transformers. Well, you do have like a big old boner for the 80s. Yeah. It's like retro Transformers live like, that's action. That's what you look like. You look like you're directing the Goonies right now. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so Bumblebee. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll watch it. Looks so good. Oh my god. Now I Now we're kind of devolving into just movie talk i don't know if, you know there's probably some other shit we should be talking about but like um that was a trailer that legitimately upset me which one speaking of david fincher i think david fincher did those or he did the american one girl with the dragon tattoo oh the new the new one girl with the spider web girls oh no yeah, yeah. Girl, girl caught in the web or whatever it's like what did you do to those movies mm-hmm. or, or like because i actually i read the millennium series right. whatever the original three and i watched the swedish films with uh numi rapace um i'm having issues just rotate the leg on the stand Put the too big arm you know what I'm, I'm 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 just gonna over, be right here over i'm his... just gonna be right here i'm just gonna be right here just rotate it just a little bit you see how mine is where the foot is over the arm or the arm is over the foot? Like here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, no, Numi Rapace, um, I don't think she's really been in that many American films. Like she was in uh, that the second Sherlock Holmes that was like just way too confusing. Um, but she was in the, the three first uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And I, and I thought those were great. And then David Fincher did the... Uh, with Daniel Craig. The one with Daniel Craig, which like kind of bothered me because I was just like, this is basically a shot for shot remake. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like getting American audience on board and whatever, I was like, okay, cool. I, I can dig it. You know, it and it was it was just like the the Swedish one. So I was like, yeah, I, I don't not like it. Right. I think it's superfluous, but I don't not like it. And then there's this one. Have you seen the trailer for it? I saw the trailer for it. It looks like dog shit. It looks like a Michael Bay movie. Uh, yeah, it does. A there's like, bit. there's like a, vi- it's not, cause the, the first, like the, I thought what was kind of scary and like, you know, whatever about the girl with the dragon tattoo was that it's just like, these are just normal people. You know what I mean? It's just a normal guy who just like from childhood got into this thing about like, you know, abusing and murdering women. Uh huh. And now it's like, they're like cartoonish, you know, super villain. But Spiderweb wasn't involved in the first three books, right? No. Spider Spiderweb came from like extra notes that somebody found. Yeah. After the author died. Yeah, after he committed suicide. <laughs> so I think that's probably why they went as like big Hollywoody with this one. 
Yeah, it's like it's like the difference between um like um watching a stand-up comedian like uh I don't know, like uh who do you know? Whoopi Goldberg. No, that's exactly actually not the direction I was trying to go. It's like it's like the difference between like Tim Allen. Uh, I'm not really familiar with his stand-up, although now I really want to actually. It's kind of like watching the difference between um like uh like a uh uh, like a Doug Stanhope, who it's like he always has like he's making a point. Like it's always like there's something you know. Like even though he's being like a comedian, there's always something like biting and real about it. There's the difference between that and then watching like um, like uh, fuck, I forgot my counter example, but it was like I guess kind of like Robin Williams or something like that, where it's just like oh, oh, blah, 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 or or like somebody who does a lot of impressions. You know what I mean? It's just like. Ugh. Either way, I was very upset. Sounds like it. Yeah. Sounds sorry. like it. And then, and so not only did I see the girl caught in the spider's web or whatever trailer, and I was like pissed, then I had to sit through two hours of White Boy Rick, which was terrible. I might have to see it anyway. You might have to. It's kind of like how I, um, oh my God, I forget how long it's been since we last it's talked. It's been a while. Because some shit, like, I started, I still haven't finished Jurassic World. Oh, really? I turned it off because I was like, what the fuck? Like, the island's exploding, and, and like the, but the dinosaurs are still attacking them, so it's like multiple peril and just like whatever. And, I was just like, and then they've got, those, they've got the new kids who are like cracking wise. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't care for the new it Jurassic was World. So, what did you think about Jurassic World? Like the, I thought it was fun. I thought it was just like a fun movie. Yeah, it was It was kind of like a reboot of the first one because it's like, oh, we've got the two kids who get in danger in the park and whatever. But it was like, no, but I like it. Like, it's just it, fun. It's just fun. Yeah. Thoughtless. It does, nothing big. It's just a fun movie. Yeah. The whole thing about controlling the rapper, raptors kind of bothers me, but it's like I could brush that aside for the rest of it. Like, you know, how fucking cool was that scene where they put like when you realize they're taking that crane out above the water and it's a great white shark that they're hanging above so it's like oh my god this thing's gonna be mad like you know what you're getting into you know before it happens and to be fair i really thought the opening sequences of jurassic world 2 were good like the sequence where um there's that like underwater submersible and then the lights just go out yeah over the sea i was like cool shot second cool shot the guy can't hear shit because the helicopter's going and there's like lightning and you see the trees moving and you're like, oh, fuck. And then you see like something move and then people are just yelling, but he can't hear anything. You're like, great shot. Again, great shot. And then it just, the movie just takes a shit from there. Took a big old shit. And like, I still I think the thing it. about Jurassic Park is you have to leave it on the island. You can't leave the yeah, island. Yeah. You know, like the Lost World, that one kind of didn't work. Yeah. That didn't work. This new one, this, yeah, this one is just not. Yeah. I, I like it when it's on the I like the, the third one. I like the third one. You mean the one where they're like, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> I always reference that scene for like a lot of stuff because I just think it's so funny. Um, the third one was cool because they like introduced that new dinosaur that was, you mm-hmm. know, awesome. But now they keep feeling like they have to introduce newer dinosaurs. So then they keep now they're just like genetically making dinosaurs. So it's like they're not really dinosaurs anymore. They're more like monsters. Yeah. But who knows what they can do with it next? I mean. That's gonna be weird. Did Jurassic World two even do that well that they would make another one? Oh, you don't. You haven't seen the ending of it yet. No. Okay, I, I'll stop talking about it. Is it? Is it like? Oh, there's obviously gonna be a. Yeah. And also, I kind of, I don't like. I like Chris Pratt as an actor, 
I think his like the way they wrote his character is so fucking dumb. It's like he actually in the first Jurassic World he like Mr. Miyagi is a fly. It's like okay, so we we're totally gonna have to suspend our like belief on all of this, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, uh, oh, of course I'm a rough man. In the in the second one, he's like, I'm here building a house, you know? Like I'm still trying to decide if Chris Pratt is a good actor. I feel like the big roles that made him like define him as an actor actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the characters are what. It's not like they're tiny characters. They've started off as big characters. Right. Like in Jurassic World and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It's like, it's like not really him. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. It's part of this huge uh, movie event. How did, how can you really? So it's like, it's already so predefined that it's, that there's no, like, it doesn't rely on any performance really. It's just like, it's just like his. Right. Cause I don't know. I've watched, I watch a lot of bad movies. <laughs> I really enjoy them. And you could tell the movie is bad, but there are moments in really bad movies where really great actors get caught up in it. Sure. Like Anthony Hopkins in that last Transformers movie. You know, I must have missed that one. It was a garbage movie, but he was able to uh, like turn his character into someone charming and interesting to uh-huh. watch. Okay. Uh, you know, a lot of like these great older actors do that. Mm-hmm. And they have this ability to take a garbage script and make it like... Uh, uh, Frank Lagelia, Frank. You ever see that movie? Uh, that Nixon movie, uh, Frost, Frost Nixon. Nixon. No, I didn't. The guy that played Nixon, uh, Frank La Langella. Frank Langella. Mm-hmm. You know this guy? Oh yeah. He was in that movie, Masters of the Universe, the very first He-Man movie. Oh yeah. And he was Skeletor. And oh. that was like a. He had like these garbage lines. He was in this documentary. You should watch this documentary if you haven't watched it yet. The um, Electric Boogaloo, The Wild and Wacky World of Canon Films. <laughs> Check it out. Okay. They made that movie Masters of the Universe, but Frank Langella was like brought it, like 100% brought it. Nice. And he made Skeletor like cool and interesting to watch. Cool. That's uh, like. I don't think Chris Pratt can do that. No. He was in that movie with Jennifer Lawrence, Passengers. Like, these are our two biggest stars at the moment. And yeah. That movie bombed. And I totally did not give a shit about that movie at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's like, uh, what was I just thinking of? Shit. Frank Langella. How long do you want to go? Oh. I, don't, oh, I don't know. I'm just kind of, at this point, I'm just riffing. This, okay. This is the same conversation. What, what are you doing after this? Nothing. Cool. You want to go grab some food? Yeah. Slash beers. Slash. Wait. What? Where do you want to go? I don't know. Somewhere around here. Okay. I've got no preference. Cool. Um, also, another cool thing to check out is, uh, I think it's GQ or Vanity Fair. It's on the YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'll send it to you right now. On the YouTube. Let me see if I can find it. It's with Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. and he goes through all of his iconic characters. Oh, yeah. And he explains where he came up with the ideas and what he did to get into character. Oh, gotcha. It's That'd a, be a fun read. It was a 30-minute watch. Oh, it's a watch. Okay. And it's just uh, it's pretty fun. That's cool. He's yeah. like explaining in person. It's like, I did this and this because <laughs> of this. He's I wanted this mercurial. moment. Mercurial Community hit, it right on the, hit the nail right on the head with that one, even though that was in the later garbage seasons where they're like, you know, is Nicolas Cage a good actor or not? And it's like, I don't. No. I think he is. So I had this, um, I got into this argument with Colton yesterday. Uh Uh-oh. Because, like, there's, I guess there's a new Joker movie coming out. Yeah. 
and uh i'm not looking forward to it okay me neither and he was like what but like you know it's good source material like me and and joaquin phoenix is a really good actor like you know blah 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 and i was like See, you're making the mistake of thinking that because you like the Christopher Nolan movies that, like, you would like any of the other, like, anything else that happens. It's like, how many superhero movies do you watch that you actually enjoy? And, like, I rattled off a list of, like, both DC and Marvel and, like, whatever, and you don't enjoy any of them. Mm -hmm. It's not actually about, like, and it's just, like, you're associating with a character. It's like, Suicide Squad is one of my, like, I hate that movie so much. Like, so much. So bad. And uh, I think Jared Leto is a fucking oxygen thief. There, I said it. Yeah, I don't like Jared Leto. It's like his characters are always so superfluous. That's maybe the second time I dropped that word. Today. Maybe, maybe in um, Panic Room. I liked him in Panic Room. I don't remember that movie. <laughs> it's Jodie Foster in a small space. Yeah, of course it's Jodie Foster. All her movies are kind of the same as um, Jodie Foster and uh, who's that? red-haired lady Ju- uh, julianne moore yes their movies are always exactly the same where it's like something happens and nobody believes me you know what i mean but i'm gonna prove it anyways like whether it's not like all their husband movies. dying or like some, there's a kid missing on an airplane or like there's you know whatever it's like they're all the same panic room was a fincher movie yeah yeah flight plan was not yeah, that was that Julianne Moore movie. And then there's the... No, that's a Jodie Foster movie. There there you go. My point exactly. It's not my fault you think all white women look the same. It's not about white women. It's that their movies are all the same. And then there's the one where Jodie Foster plays that chick who like got attacked by a bunch of men or something, and now she's going to strike back. Oh, uh, the Jodie Foster Death Wish movie? Yeah, exactly. What was that one called? The Jodie Foster Death Stop Wish Stop playing movie. with your microphone. Dude, I can almost guarantee like that's what they, they were like. Okay, untitled Jodie Foster Death Wish Project. <laughs> I know this movie. I've seen it. Don't remember what it's called. Yeah. The Brave One. There you go. Just a couple minutes of dead air, <laughs> so we could get to that. 